Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today I'm going to be chatting with Dave from Nitrous Outlet and asking him some questions about nitrous kits, their controllers, their business. Um, you know, their involvement in diesel and just get an overview of how we can make more power with our trucks. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you guys to take advantage of 20% off at Kershaw Knives. We appreciate their support as a sponsor of the podcast. And just use code diesel20 at kershaw.kiausa.com. You get 20% off site wide. You guys have been showing me a lot of pictures and letting me know the kind of gear you guys have been getting. So we appreciate you guys supporting our sponsors who help support the podcast, help us do what we do. And that's something that's led to us doing, you know, four episodes per week, bringing you guys more content, which is a first in the diesel industry. And so we appreciate your guys' support. Also, you're going to see a code up on the screen for our Discord. Love seeing the conversations that you guys have about your builds, asking turbo questions, what build transmission should you get. It's it's really cool to see what you guys are working on out there. So make sure and head on over and join. There's going to be a link down below. It's completely free. We got sections for Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, General Talk. If you want to suggest an episode to me um, or a guest or you know, just network with other people that have the same truck as you or maybe you don't have a diesel truck and you want to learn more about particular brands, there's a lot of people there that are willing to help you. All right, let's get to today's episode with Dave from Nitrous Outlet and learning more about Nitrous Kids. Dave, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today about Nitrous, which we have never really covered in depth on the Diesel Podcast. I don't know a lot about it, so I'm going to be learning along with our audience. And uh, I think it's going to be a great chat, so welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was uh, actually doing um, an episode recently with uh, one of the co-founders of Texas Truck Jam, and he had mentioned you guys, and I thought, hey, it would be great to connect and chat about Nitrous, and I wanted to start really with your company, and, and I'd read a little bit about the history and, and how you started it, but for our, lis- for our listeners, if you could just tell us a little bit about how you guys started, um, you know, where you guys are located, what you focus on, and then we'll jump into the, the details of using Nitrous to make more power. All right, so uh, we're in Waco, Texas. We started in early uh, 2001, late 2000. Uh, we actually started out of a enclosed trailer in a garage, uh, a duplex garage, and uh, a race car trailer. We would take to the racetrack on the weekends. We'd fill bottles, sell race gas, and then we start hustling parts. Uh, it grew from there, and we ended up building a speed shop. You know, we worked on cars. Uh, we went through several levels of steps over the years. And then I want to say it was 2004, 2003, we had already started Nitrous Outlet. And financially, we had to make a choice between the speed shop and uh, Nitrous Outlet and, and, and put one of our investments into one altogether. We were earlier designing parts to work with other Nitrous companies' products. Uh, we ended up, our intentions were never to go into manufacturing, which sounds funny, but uh, that's, that's, where, that's, that's where our future led us. And uh, we went from being uh, other companies' largest dealer to their largest competitor now. <laughs> it's been interesting. We, have, uh, we're, we went from having, whenever we started Nitrous Outlet, it was me and one other employee. 
We'd take an order, you know, run out to the trailer, pull the parts out, box it up, ship it, and now we're now we're in a thirteen thousand square foot building with thirty three employees. I know I was going to get to the technical side and, and and asking nitrous questions, but I know our audience is really fascinated by stories of growth, and we have a lot of shops that listen to us. And so there's a couple of questions that popped up when you were telling us the history. All right. So when you were deciding which business to go with the speed shop or nitrous outlet was it the the people calling the consumers that were just saying hey i want these nitrous parts you know they just were so loud that you're like hey we got to go this direction or what was what were some of the factors that helped you decide which way to go with the business well i look back now and so at the time i was in my late 20s uh mid 20s terrible businessman no clue at all uh I gave my techs 60% of the shop ticket. So uh, whenever we would hit downtimes, I didn't have any money built up. So I was always struggling. Um, I got to the point where uh, I felt like my employees were holding me hostage. Getting good help was hard. We tried to work on the higher end of cars. Uh, so I was really picky who we hired. My head technician wanted to open his own shop. So I sold it to him. It, it really, it was a one night decision as crazy as it sounds, and I liquidated all my inventory out of the speed shop uh, to another shop that was opening, and there was not a whole lot of thought process behind it. It's funny now because my goal was not to have employees, and now I have triple the employees I had then. Uh, <laughs> I look back at at the time being then, and whenever I sold the shop off, there was a two-month backlog to get your car in the shop, and uh, I've always been very organized with timelines. Uh, which it still helps us now from the, the, the uh, custom side of what we do. Um, so I think now if, if, if I were the, you know, I'm 45 now, and if, if I were me back then, I think I could have done both. Um, but back then I just, my mind couldn't wrap around it. And uh, I was just making off the cuff decisions with no education. I think a lot of, a lot of shop owners or even business owners in, in other fields, they can run into that because there's not necessarily a blueprint for how to do it. And I know that there's you know, business podcasts and books and personalities that, out, that are out there that might offer some advice, but they're not in your particular industry, especially automotive or what you guys were doing. And it can be so hard to find that, uh, that leadership or that guidance. And I, you know, I know right now it's kind of something a lot of people face is, you know, should I focus all on custom builds and performance? Should I do maintenance? Or these shops will start making something. They see a void in the market with a part or a bracket or a downpipe or something that isn't out there and they, they get stuck there. So I thought that was really fascinating to hear how you made that decision. And I know the next thing they're going to ask is, okay, how do I go from making this decision to growing into what you just mentioned? How many employees you have? Um, the space, was it um, you know, a focus on the employees themselves. Did you focus more on the marketing, the long-term things, or, or what went into growing into Nitrous Outlet, what it is today? Well, the, every step was an education process for me. And I look back and, you know, twice a year, I, I go do continuing education classes out at uh, Semtech, uh, School of Motor Machinists. And always the, the, the graduates there are getting out and they're going into the industry. And, and when, whenever they graduate, they don't, you know, some of them think they're going to do tuning. Some of them are going to do head, you know, heads, or they're going to do block machining. But then the truth is, whenever you get out into the industry, a lot of times they end up going a different direction. So, uh, 
and, and, and they may be doing something completely different. When I, I tell those guys, now what I realize is that it's about margins. And so I never understood margins. I gave all my buddies deals. I was barely making ends meet, working my butt off for no reason. Uh, and everything. So even from running your shop, you have to log for those hours and you have to charge for those hours. And, and back then, like if somebody worked on their own car and brought it to our chassis down over tune, it had a problem. I felt bad and I wouldn't choose, I wouldn't charge them while I was still paying my help. And so, yeah. um, creating that, that wall of, okay, this is business and, and this is not business. And being able to, to understand that you have to have that margin control your overhead and your expenses. Don't just go rent a big building because it sounds cool. If you don't need it, don't get it. Like, Every time we've moved, it's because we've been busting at the seams. And and like right now, you know, we we just bought acres to go to a new facility. I'm going to drag this place out another two years. So we're actually going up because we're out of floor space. And uh, we just built a mezzanine, I can't say the word, mezzanine out there. Uh, because even even as you grow, people see the, the company and and even us, they, they think we're just this huge company. And, and to be honest with you, you're, you're reinvesting everything you have. So you're always still on that bottom line. You don't have a lot of liquidable cash. And, and keeping the, the other thing is keeping your hands out of it. You know, yeah. right, I don't feel just the fastest race car in the world. Well, because we would go bankrupt and there's been a lot of good shops through that. So you got to be disciplined. There's a lot of great information that you're giving us because I think of um, you know, shop owners or even like contractors I know. There's always a friend or family member. It's like, hey, can you build out this deck for me or renovate this room? You say, yeah, sure. And you cut them a deal or, hey, can you throw this turbo kit on me? But as a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, this is your livelihood that you're supporting yourself, your family with, um, other employees providing for them. And I think that tough decision eventually hits every business owner where you have to you have to make that decision, like you said, to say, Hey, I've got to, I've got to pay my help. I've got to reinvest in my business. And I think that's one of the things that gets lost a lot, um, in automotive. So that's some great information there. I think if they learn margins, uh, and, and work in their balance sheet and the profit loss stuff that I hate that stuff to this day, I hate it in my <laughs> mind does not focus on, I have to sit down and, and Jacob has to go over it with me all the time just to keep me on track. Um, because I, I don't care. You know, like I like to design parts and do stuff, but it's okay to want to cut your friends a deal, but treat it by percentages. So say, okay, well, this is my buddy. I'm going to give him a five or 10% discount. You're, you're still giving him a buddy deal. If he's, if he's going to pay full tilt somewhere else, you can't go to his job and say, Hey, I, I really need this. So can you work for free for this hour or work for half? Because that's not how it works. Well, that's basically what they're asking you to do at that point. And if you think about it from that process, uh, and relieve yourself of the stuff that's not making money and get over into the stuff that makes money, you'll have a better quality of life. It sounds like that's a really key component of what you've learned and, and do now is you like the creative side and designing parts and thinking long-term, say about the market and what people want and being able to trust others who you can depend on for the numbers, the budgets, the the day-to-day things and, and maximizing not just your potential, but then also the potential of the people that work there and how they work for the company. Absolutely. The company is only as good as the team that's working there. Uh, I'm just the leader of the ship, you know? And so in all reality, my talent is finding people with much better talent than I have to, to accomplish the things we, we, we do. And it, it takes the team effort all the way from marketing to sales, to getting the right product out the door. Uh, R and D team. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes to, to 
maneuver things at the rate that we're maneuvering it. And I think about the word team, you know, I think of well, sports and then also racing. And I know that I've had a lot of guests on the podcast over six years that run nitrous, they're competitive at the track. And when we were thinking about this episode, I thought, I want to ask Dave, you know, what are not necessarily the basics? Cause we all know what nitrous, we know it makes more power, but we don't necessarily know how can I use it for my Cummins Duramax power stroke street truck, something I'm taking to the track. So I wanted to ask, you know, if, if I called up and, you know, say I have a diesel upgraded turbo injectors, transmission fuel system, and I'm thinking about running a nitrous kit, what, what kind of questions would, would one of the sales guys ask me to be able to set me up with the right thing for my application? Uh, first thing they're going to ask you your combination of parts, you know, uh, we're going to make sure obviously you got enough injector and got enough pump. Uh, a diesel is really unique. It's not like a gas vehicle. You know, with a gas vehicle, they're really easy to blow up if you over put too much nitrous in it. With a diesel application, we're just, we're just thinning out the fuel. You know, the fuel is what makes power. We're just burning it. So by putting the, the nitrous in there, you know, it's two parts oxygen, one part nitrogen. Um, the oxygen is allowing us to burn that fuel to make more power. Generally with a diesel, it's just if if you over if you over put the oxygen in there, it's just going to die. Uh, now your your downside is going to be: Are we going to lift the heads? Uh, you know, all the different applications. Each 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 application has its own weak points. You know, whether it's a transmission or whatever it may be, and uh, it's really helpful when our techs know those combinations. So we're always pushing them to to learn. And, and there's some stuff, you know, there's certain areas that we're, we're not real knowledgeable at. And so we have, may, we may have to research it. Uh, but it's, it's to find that answer. Our, our job is to, to take the end user and say, okay, well, you can do this with it. You can do this with it. Um, and, and it's, you know, the, the great thing about adding nitrous to the diesel application is it's going to help it spool faster. It's just going to put a better quality air molecule in it. And whenever you really explain, whenever you really think about air, that's really what we're doing. It is to burn more fuel, uh, and a lot of a lot of the stuff whenever you're whenever you're putting the nitrous in there, it's just making everything respond better because it's a better quality air in, inside of it. Yeah, there, there's so many different combinations of parts and fueling and tuning, and you know each um, each particular you know trucks different. Like the the guest we had on um, from Texas Truck Jam, like his six four power stroke set up completely different than the next guy who may call with a five nine or somebody with an LB seven with a built engine. And so I imagine there's so many different combinations. It really helps to understand what the customer is how they're going to use it to be able to tailor something for them. And something I always get confused about or well I don't even know. So it's not even confusion because I'm ignorant about it is I hear people talk about, you know, different jet sizes and different things like that. What, if you were to walk us through just the basics of a nitrous kit, how would you explain it to somebody who's a complete novice to understand a little bit more? Well, so it's, when you think about a nitrous system, it's mostly mechanical. It's got a little bit of electrical involved, but it's mostly mechanical. You know, you're going to have a nitrous bottle that stores the nitrous. You're going to have a hose that goes from the nitrous bottle up to a solenoid. And then from the solenoid, you're going to have a hose to a nozzle or like our inner spooler that welds into the, to, to the piping. Uh, and we're going to spray into the, the, the air intake that's going into the engine. Uh, it's going to cool your, your air temps. It's going to uh, make the, the turbo spool faster. We can control it with several ways. 
Um, we can control it with a pressure switch uh, so that it only comes on at X amount of boost or it shuts off at X amount of boost. Maybe we just want to spool it up and then shut it off. Uh, you can do that with a simple hop switch. Uh, the other thing is to use like our nitrous controller, which is our Promax. And the Promax is nice. So you got your you got your entry level guy that maybe just wants to add a little bit of performance, you know, yeah. drives it to work every day. And then on the weekends, he wants to go play and run a little faster. And, and maybe his budget isn't as big as everybody else. We can do it with a simple hop switch. All right. But then you get the guys who are like, okay, I really want to put some nitrous in this thing. I want to go faster. I want to make more power. But I need I need better control, so we go to a nitrous controller like the Promats, and, and the Promats is is unique in that in the in the way that we can instead of just turning all the nitrous on at one time, we can control how the nitrous is introduced into the system, whether it's by RPM or boost uh, time, so we can ramp it up instead of just being all on at once. Another thing we can do is is we can also ramp it out, so we can come in and we can we can turn it on, get the truck moving. And then just kind of back the nitrous back out of it. Um, so there's so many there's so many ways of controlling it uh, that that it can kind of you can kind of feature it to the different applications and the, and the different customers' needs. So it's really important that our our tech whenever they call um, nitrous systems are it's not like calling and, and ordering a fuel fitting. Um, it requires a lot of uh, tech on our side and and. And the end user is only going to be as successful as the company he's working with that can feed him down the right path and the right knowledge. Um, and so my techs have been trained to flat out tell people, you're going to blow that up. Whenever they're just doing it wrong and, and they don't want to hear it, we just tell them the truth. And it's amazing how they go from, you know, I don't really care if I blow it up. They're sitting there telling you it's their daily driver and they can't afford to do it right. And, and it's like, Look, I'm listening to you and you're telling me you drive this to work every day. How are you going to afford to put a motor in it if you can't afford to do it right? Let's just not do it. And it's amazing how they kind of back up. Sometimes that might cost you a sell, but that guy's going to look back and be like, you know, I talked to Dave and he actually told me the right thing and I didn't tear it up. Maybe he gets off the phone with you and he calls Joe Blow down the road and they go ahead and take his $300 and he goes and blows it up. At least he's going to remember that you did not take his credit card and, and you told him the right way to do it. So our staff is really trained for the customer service side of it before the sell. That's really important because I, I've seen through my history and in, in the diesel side is somebody will put something together and then I see them, I've seen the truck, you know, getting towed away and, you know, gets to the shop, they pull the head off and there's melted pistons and everything else. And they're looking at, you know, 10 to $15,000. So I think being able to rely and, and just be told if I'm not doing it right, or I shouldn't do this um, for how my truck's built, that's really important. And especially as you were mentioning the controller and my mind was just going all these different directions. You know, I can you know, have it come on with RPM or boost or, you know, what all these different sides of it. So it's really technical and really exciting, but I think that provides the truck owner, the ability to really dial in their setup if they want to do it at the track to be able to get the fastest time, their personal best, what, you know, whatever they might be doing there at the, at the drag strip. You know, and that's the thing too, is you're tuning. I think a lot of people will realize for the average application, they really don't need a whole lot of nitrous. It just needs a little to accomplish what you're getting. And I think that the thing that's different with nitrous is because of the jet. So we, we missed that part. The jet is what restricts how much nitrous goes into the motor. And it's, I mean, I actually have one right here. I mean, this is, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. It's got an orifice through it, right? And so... Yep. 
that little thing right there is a five dollar part and it it does the biggest job in the entire system and it is so easy to put a big one in so it's a whole <laughs> lot harder to put a bigger turbo on or something like that but so a lot of people will get greedy in the fact of go well that was fun let's do more <laughs> so uh, understanding what your combination can take and being disciplined with what you're doing and not being greedy is really important but so you, we've all seen these videos where the truck is blowing up on the dyno or they're taking a bottle and they're just spraying it into the opening and yeah, you know, that's great for YouTube clicks, but it just eats me up. Like whenever, whenever the people we work with sponsorship wise, we really push them not to do that stuff because it's, it's misrepresenting uh, our industry. Uh, we're telling people, yeah, that was really cool, but the amount of damage that comes behind it, and that whole thought process, it, it just, for me, if, if that was, if that was me and I did that, it would leave such a, a poor taste in my mouth of nitrous in general, wherever really it was the end user's lack of knowledge. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, the biggest thing with nitrous is it's so easy to add more power that some people just make some stupid decisions. That, uh, that really ties in to what I think in diesel it's kind of the same thing, which it's going through as an industry is, you know, the perception of the old days. And I think back to, I don't know, mid two thousands or so and events and things like that. It was all about this huge black cloud. And they're really, I think that went on for so long that it gave the industry of their aftermarket side kind of a bad name. And so when you're talking about applications of nitrous and just wanting to educate people and, I think really kind of stand up for your industry and, and what you guys are producing that really resonated with me because it's the same fight that's going on and has been going on for a long time of racing, overfueling a truck, um, things that look cool on YouTube or, you know, something like that. But for those of you that are in an industry, you're supporting people having a business, it directly impacts you guys. So I think the education, you know, something like a podcast, the information you guys put out, um, you know, the, the events that you work with, the races that you work with is so crucial to be able to educate the end user. You know, and the education process has always been really big, which is why I like going to the schools and stuff. But the truth is, is people have changed. You know, now they, they want to sit down and watch a, a YouTube video of just something happening. Uh, sitting down and reading a tech article, uh, grabbing their attention is not as easy anymore. So now it's like, now from a marketing standpoint, you're still wanting to get the tech knowledge out there. So you, you put it on your social media avenues and it gets no return, right? It just falls off because people are more out to be entertained. So now what you're trying to do is, is mix in a little bit of tech with some entertainment. And so you're actually educating them without them even realizing what's happening. And, and so it's, it's, a, it's a very fine combination because if you throw yourself in, into the industry for the guys that are coming into it with, with over tech, you're going to lose them right off the bat. Um, so it's, it's, it's crazy how the industry has changed over the years. Used to, it was like tech article, tech article, tech article. And, uh, and there's still the guys that want the tech, uh, but the avenues of them getting that tech is not as, as wide as it used to be because more people are just interested in getting uh, returns of clicks. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I struggle with that as well growing up and you know through my education process and just jumping into the real world it was 
read. It was absorb as much information as you could. It was ask questions. And then the fun stuff came later, whereas now it's like, what can grab my attention in the three seconds I'm going to be scrolling past this post on Instagram? And then you have to almost back into the knowledge of how they do that, how that you know truck make 2,800 horsepower or 3,100, or you know, why did the engine explode? And it's so different. They're almost po- polar opposites. It is. And with um, the diesel side of it, I know you guys do do gas and, and, and as well. What have you guys seen, um, you know, from the diesel crowd when they call in or things that they ask you guys at shows that, um, you know, maybe three common questions that you guys might get that, you know, for people listening to this podcast, we might, I'm sure we'll be able to help them and, and maybe help educate them. So when they do call you, those three common ones are already out of the way. <laughs> You know, you really get a kind of mix of different customers. You got the guys that know absolutely nothing about nitrous, and uh, and you really just got to walk them through the whole platform of okay, what do you have? What's your goal? You know, and and sometimes people don't really know what their goal is. They just know they want more power, right? So you kind of you got to fill them out. Um, and I think the biggest question is, is is it really is is how do I go about this without tearing up my my car, you know, or my truck? Uh, and, and I think that that's, that's probably really kind of evaluating the, the parts that they need for what they're doing and, and, and uh, putting them on the right track. All the questions kind of seem to always come back to, what do I need and am I going to blow it up? You know, really, yeah. is, that's a, and then you get the guys that are more seasoned and they know what they're doing. And, uh, and, and at that time, they just, they just need you to make sure to get them the right parts. So it's, you know, we have to talk to people about the common stuff like bottle pressure. Uh, bottle pressure is going to, you know, if, if you don't have a heater on it and the bottle pressure drops, the tune-up's going to go rich because uh, we're no longer leaning out the fuel at that point. Uh, I don't know if I just answered your question or not all around it. <laughs> you really did because I was thinking back to a time when I had a truck and, you know, I'd, I'd done the injectors, the transmission, the turbo, um, everything that I could afford to put into it. And I'd go to test and tunes and race all the time. There was another guy there with a uh, Fummins and we had very similar setups and I kept hitting this roadblock of the time I could run in the quarter mile. I I probably did it 50 times and I couldn't get past this time. I wanted to run in the 11s and I was within two or three tenths of it. No matter what I did with a PCS transmission controller, no matter what I did with EFI Live, I just couldn't get past it. And he went out one day and he hooked up nitrous and he ran like an 11.4. And I remember I thought, I would love to do that, but I don't know enough about it to be able to do it. But that would have got me five, six tenths of a second faster. So I think the expertise and the knowledge that you guys have, that would have made me more comfortable at that time to say, I want to do this. This is how I'm going to do it. I trust these guys. They've told me, you know, what, what I should run the different options I have for controlling it. Do I want to flip a switch, run a controller? And so that's what I think somebody in that similar position listening to us today, chat is going to think about is there, there are options. There's a place I can reach out to and ask questions and, not be stuck at that that number that I was stuck at for so long. <laughs> well, you know, I think with anything, any mod, uh, most people do, they're going to read up on it and they're going to invest some time and for one, make sure they're spending their money in the right area, uh, but making sure they're buying the right parts. Yeah. Uh, and then and then how to go about installing them and tuning them. Uh, some people just take it to a shop, you know, but the guys that are really doing it themselves, nitrous is no different than anything else. You really kind of need to sit down and you're going to get people that give you bad advice. You get people that give you good advice. Unfortunately, 
you're going to have to be able to determine what makes more sense. So everybody's got their opinion. And so I, I, I've always treated this process of elimination kind of sit and some people have nothing better to do other than give advice on the internet. And they're like the worst people to be giving advice. Um, and we've all read those people, you know, and then people yeah. are like, Oh, so-and-so is great. And he does everything. And really the guy sitting in his boxers and he's never worked on anything in his life, but he's repeating what he's read on the internet. Those are the guys you really got to stay away from and, and they're hard to, to weed out. So, uh, I also think that once you find somebody you're going to utilize for advice, you need to stick with them um, and don't take advice from here and from there and there because it just ends up to be a mess at the end of the day. So invest time in learning what you're doing before, before you know, uh, study it before you move forward with it. I know that there's going to be people that uh, are listening that uh, I know there's a lot of builds going on right now. I, I read messages from our listeners all the time and we've had them pop up, you know, I had one over at nitrous. Can you guys get a guest on to talk about it? Or, you know, they asked me what I think and I'm like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> let me see. <laughs> let me get an expert on what's the best way for people to reach out to nitrous outlet and be able to chat with you guys, explain their setup, um, you know, get the right, uh, the right setup they need for their application and, and, you know, trust you guys with their build and, and just make an extra power. You know, we got so many avenues of getting in touch with us all the way from going to our website at nitrosallet.com. Uh, you can click on the, the live help advisor and literally that's our, that's our tech guy right there talking to you while he's taking calls. Uh, so you can go that route. You can go through, uh, Facebook messages, uh, What's the other avenues? Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. Or what, and it's all what? Nitrous Outlet? Yes. All right. And then what is our tech email? Uh, tech support at nitrousoutlet.com. See, I always got rude. <laughs> you know? So it's uh, tech support at nitrousoutlet.com is another great way because, you you know, if you, so let's say like you're not working a job where you can sit in front and deal with people during work hours, right? Well, you you can send that email to our tech support at nitrosalad.com and where they come, they can respond and you can read it whenever you need to, or you can go to our uh, Facebook uh, tech page, which is nitrous tech. Uh, and so that nitrous tech, that's actually us working it. But what's unique about that is, is we don't police it like a lot of Facebook pages do. I mean, you'll even see our competitors in there posting. Um, we don't want it to be a one-sided message. Uh, so there, people are able to go in there and, and talk with other users and they're able to freely give their opinion without getting their hands slapped because they're, they're trying to, trying to push a certain perspective. Uh, so we're pretty fair over there. And we did that just, just for that whole reason. It, it just opens up the, the, the amount of, uh, help, you know, it's Saturday night and no one at Nitrous Outlet's on, on, on Facebook, right? Odds are some other racer or performance guys, yeah. either. and you're trying to figure out what wire to hook to, and you need to know right now. Somebody's going to answer that question. That's a really good resource, and I think, uh, I think you know that this episode. There's so many different topics that we could have went into other than nitrous, but but it really got me excited learning about your brand, how you guys approach business, helping racers, helping people that want to make more power. So it was a a real pleasure to chat with you today, Dave. I look forward. You know, I, I learned a bit, and I know if that's a I mean, who doesn't want more power? I'm sure I'm going to be calling you guys someday for, for something, but it's just cool to know I have a resource to lean on to be able to ask these questions. So I, I appreciate your time this morning and, uh, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be in touch. And any follow up questions I, I see from our audience, I'll you know reach out to reach out to you guys and and make sure and help uh, you know connect you guys and and get them some answers. Yeah, and we'd always be willing to come back again. You know, so anytime you get up a list of questions you want to hit me with, I'm free. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. You can save 20% with code diesel20. Great way to get uh, some upgraded gear for everyday carry, hunting, fishing, around the house, at work. I, uh, I've seen a lot of the uh, products and, and upgrades you guys have gotten. So um, we appreciate the support. Supporting our sponsors helps us. And, you know, we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, there's so many so many cool things they have there for any budget really i'm always on their website looking at stuff and no matter what you know whether you want entry level something um you know more of a collector want something more specialized we've got a ton of choices for you also want to give a shout out to some of our patreon supporters texas diesel supply uh rights diesel services caleb tyler of 23 diesel we appreciate you guys support all of our patreons all of you guys that subscribe on youtube um, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, you guys keep us going. And there's so much information that we know you guys want. That's why we went to four episodes per week. It's keeping us busy. And there's a lot of cool shows that we have planned for you. So we wanted to thank you guys for the support over the years and look forward to bringing you more episodes to help your truck run better. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.